0: what is up everybody and welcome to the joe kilgallen podcast aka kilgallen's pub i'm your host stand-up comedian joe kilgallen and i like to start off every podcast with a little bit of gratitude so let me give a big shout out to all the patreon subscribers you guys are amazing thank you for all the the support over the years now uh i love you guys so much i really do and i was gonna drop my special on patreon because you guys all deserve a sneak peek but then patreon told me the file's too big so i gotta figure out something there so hold tight with me i haven't forgotten about you. Um, you'll get the bonus episode, but like in lieu of the bonus episode, I was just gonna post a special. So just sit tight on that and uh, and more good shits to come. Um, I hope you guys had a great week. and I am very pumped up for today's episode. I got a guest, everybody. You know, I've been going solo a lot lately, but we've got a guest back, and one of my favorite all-time guests, maybe the person who might have been on the podcast the most, I think maybe my number one guest or tied with one or two other people, but uh, big favorite here on the podcast, big favorite with everybody. I know you're gonna love her. Everyone, please welcome to the podcast yet again. The one, the only Kristen Toomey. Toombs, how Hello. are you?
1: Hi. How are you? <laughs> Hi, ya? good
0: to see you. How uh I'm Christine good. My... I'm very those are cool, but those are cool jammies you got there.
1: Thank you. They're What's amazing. the material? Uh it's kind of like a satin. Um it's a little thin, like you can't wear it outside, but um it's nice. Soft. Have you
0: always been a pajama person?
1: No, it's a new thing. I'm getting into it. Yeah. I think I'm entering into a matched pajama phase of my life.
0: That's exciting because a lot of the longtime listeners of this podcast will know <laughs> not too long ago, you weren't even buying toilet paper. I so, know.
1: I knew that was going to come up.
0: Of I know. course. It I've been
1: through the ringer, Joe. I'm and, very uh, proud of I- you. I'm out the other side. I'm in silk
0: pajamas. I got the cat's pajamas. I'm the cat's pajamas. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's get into the big topic uh, in your life right now. You recently just came back from doing a bunch of comedy shows in London. And I yeah. want to hear all about it. Uh, tell me a little bit about how the trip came together. And then I got a fun question for you. Uh, that's kind of like a little bit of a UK versus United States type of deal with love for both sides. So it's not like uh, I'm having you trash one or the other. It's just kind of like a, hey. Let's talk about the differences a little bit here. Um, so what okay. made you decide, like, how'd this all come together?
1: Um, so I was standing right over there in my kitchen and in July, and I just thought, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to buy a trip to London. So I did. And then um went outside and I told my neighbor, Steve, I'm going to London. He's like, what? He's like, I didn't know you could just do that so then um i just started a bright guy yeah um i just started you'd be surprised like you know telling people you're doing something like that a lot of people that like around here in chicago when i would say something like that it was like i was saying i was going to the moon like people were like what like you can't just you can't just do that and i'm like yeah you actually can you know it's not not that hard um So I was just going to go and maybe even go and just watch some, some shows. Like I didn't have anything. I didn't know anybody there. And then I got some emails and I was really happy. I got seven shows in seven days and um, got the hotel, which was nice. I kind of messed up that whole booking situation. It was prepay and I clicked two rooms. So it was like, Well, uh, $2,400 came came out of my account and then I had to get half that back. So that was a bit of a mess. But other than that, it was pretty easy to do.
0: That's great. And you do remind me though, Americans, we need to travel more. I feel like Americans need to really spend way more time traveling. It's such a, literally a foreign concept to a lot of Americans that you could go to a whole nother country and experience a, a different culture and all that kind of fun shit. Uh, so let me ask you before I ask you like, you know, some other fun UK versus us questions that I teased a second ago, what were the audiences like? What were the shows like? Did you feel like you connected with the English audience and all that good stuff? Yeah. You know,
1: in London, it's a lot of tourist people from all over the world too. So it's kind of like a melting pot. I felt like, um, I was, uh, meeting a lot of people from like France and other places in the crowds. So, Um, I think it was a good judge. It was kind of like a sampler platter of like where I'd like to go next. It's kind of how I felt about it. Uh, let's see. The crowds were pretty much the same. I feel like people are people, you know, if there isn't a language barrier. Um, I mean, like I did have one lady come up to me after the show. She was very nice. And she said, uh. We need more of this over here. I can't believe there aren't thousands of people. Like she was really like, you know, I think surprised by what I was saying, but I'm sure there was people that maybe didn't like it, you know, but, um, everybody was really positive after the shows coming up and saying very nice things, following me. So some people
0: were, that's great. Some people were kissing your bum and some people were like, who's this twat? You know what I mean I'm just trying to use the English phrases that yeah. they use.
1: Yeah, no one yeah, no one said anything negative or was that's great no one heckled or anything. Um and I did see a comic go up who was American but had been there for a long time and he got he was kind of making jokes about um Gaza and all that, and the crowds were not shy about like booing him and telling him he's horrible and all this stuff. So I was watching that was like before, right before I went out. So I was kind of like, uh, I obviously I'm not going to be joking about that, but I just didn't know, like, they don't like you. They'll let you know, which I appreciate.
0: I appreciate uh, that shit too. Yeah. Why not? You know what I mean? I mean, to a, to a certain extent, right? Because any comedian who's up there, even if they're dog shit, I kind of like a respect thing where it's like, Hey, they're up there. And I always feel like the best way to let a comedian know they suck is being completely silent, you know, because we all know in comedy, there's always those like comedians who kind of get off by being hated and they think they're doing something right. They're like, yeah, they fucking hated me. That's because they can't handle me because I'm the fucking shit. And it's like, no, you you probably suck and they weren't wrong. But now you think that you got to respond. It's like almost like if you're completely silent. So this is a lesson. Everyone listening. You really want to fuck with a comedian's head if you hate their their material be completely silent because they, they won't know what to make of that they'll know they're bad at that point where if you're booing and giving them a hard time they think like ah oh, you just can't handle my shit i'm pushing yeah. the right button i'm saying the things you don't want to admit or whatever you know what i'm saying
1: yeah i agree with that i think silence is the best um you know i've noticed like a lot of It's really hard as a comedian because it's hard to know what to gauge how funny you are because some crowds will laugh at some pretty hacky, run-of-the-mill stuff. And, um, you know, so it's like, I don't know, you can't always go based off the crowd either you know
0: that's true too i mean that's true I, I know you're probably going through a hard time right now since you got back to the states because uh your favorite comedian of all time matt rife is taking a lot of heat right now <laughs> so uh, people who don't know kristen toomey her, her mount rushmore of greats have always been matt rife richard on. pryor george carlin Come I'm, on, I'm, fucking you... You, I'm giving you shit i'm giving you shit um
1: you know what yeah, you... i mean i really could give a fuck no offense to him about him in general, but like congrats to him for his success. I just did see a clip like literally 30 minutes before this uh, of his new special where he's got a joke about a hostess with a black eye or something. And um, it's interesting to hear a female crowd whooping and hollering for a joke like that. Um, But you know, when you want to fuck someone, you put up with a lot of, boring shit and like a lot of base ass shit you do <laughs> i mean it's true like if you're thinking that's, with your genitals um things are more interesting
0: that's the thing i'm thinking about all of this like when matt Wright first blew up uh well like four or five months ago it's been pretty insane The how quick he's spread i mean he's sold out a world tour i remember just saying like i have no opinion about this guy his comedy isn't yeah. aimed at me it's not for me Good for him. I don't begrudge anyone's success in this game. It's incredibly hard to get success in this game. So, good for him. I met the dude once or twice, like seven, eight years ago when he was like 20. And I was living in LA and he was in LA at at random shows, no more than a hey, how you doing? That's it. So, again, I have no ill will toward the guy at all. But it's interesting now that this special came out and I haven't watched it because, again, it's not for me. So, why the fuck am I going to click on it? Right. I don't care. Uh, There's like a million specials out there that I haven't watched that are probably more my cup of tea. Right. So, I'm seeing all this backlash from him where I'm like, you got, it's the same thing I just said before you want, you want to really bury someone. Don't say shit about them because I looked up, there's different websites where you could check people's social, social, I can't talk. You could check people's social media growth, right? There's a website, I think like Socialblade.com. I think is one of them. And you could go on there and see how many followers the person got in the last week since his Netflix thing came out. And since all these people are trying to bury him again, his his audience is growing. So it's like, you'd be better off not saying anything.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of annoyed we're talking about him right now, to be honest. But yeah, yeah I- Yeah, uh,
0: fair point, fair point. I
1: no, I, I think good for him. And I know like my cousin Colleen thinks he's hot and so she is a little more interested in stand up these days, which helps me. So good, you know, I mean- It,
0: it does bum me out because it makes me think if I had any kind of skincare routine when I was younger, then I could have been him, I, right? I'm taller it- than he is. I have blue eyes, which is better. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> fucking rough. I'm trying to compare myself, of course.
1: Yeah, comparison is the thief of joy. Don't do that, Joe.
0: Definitely right. Yeah, you're right. I don't want to put any more talk into this. The only thing I'll say about this is I know enough about the internet to know that all the people who are upset about this are people who aren't buying tickets anyway. And the people who are buying tickets, this isn't going to really affect them. They're still going to fucking support him. Is That's my guess on this shit. Cause like you said, when people want to yeah. fuck someone, they want to fuck someone.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, um, dude, I don't know. I feel like if you have a fan base, hopefully they stick through like the harder times. I think we've seen that people kind of do stick around um, if you're a real fan, but uh yeah, I mean, I don't know who's trying to bury him, but like, like other male comics, is that what you mean?
0: It's a mix. There's a lot of uh, a lot of because uh, a lot of people hated the opening joke that you saw the clip of. You know, it's mis- misogynistic and all that. So there's oh, is a whole lot of. that the opener? Of, that's the opener. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, whatever. Who gives a shit? I just find it funny that people spend more time. Focusing on the shit they hate than the shit they love. So my my piece of advice to any comedian out there, anytime you feel the urge to just start tweeting and fucking posting on Facebook about like the latest thing you hate or the latest comedian you hate, think about hey, who's a comedian that more people should know and should like think about? I'll spend my energy there instead of just being another person talking shit about the latest, uh, you know, the latest flavor.
1: Yeah, what's interesting, I think, is like the whole narrative about him, uh, it seems like the storyline is like, uh, he's too good looking to do comedy, which is so ridiculous. Um, Like he's not that good looking for one, like he's a good looking guy, but it's not like he's like some creature that we've never seen the likes of before. So it's just sort of like bizarre to take someone that's good looking and turn him into this whole like underdog because he's good looking. It's like, and then it's, it's absolutely ludicrous. And then the comics that I see like hating on him because he's good looking, it's like, you're proving that whole narrative, right? Like you're making that narrative a thing when it doesn't even need to be. I mean, it certainly hasn't been that way for like, attractive female comedians you know they've gotten maybe a little hate or whatever but it's not like usually it's from men it's not from other female comedians hating on a, a woman because she's too good looking it's like um yeah and also i think it's a good thing that comedians are held to a higher standard of like yeah maybe we should eat better and work out you know what i'm saying like why, why do we have to be like the unhealthy fucking troll in the basement? You know, like we can also be physically fit. We can be healthy. We can be all sorts of types of people are comedians. So I think that that's a positive to take away from it, too.
0: I mean, you and I are proof that you can be gorgeous and be funny. Sure. So, Obviously. right. <laughs> big, big fat fucking duh, right there. You know what I mean? All right, here's the big question I wanted to ask you. I thought it'd be fun. Look what I
1: got at Harrods. What'd you get? Okay, I went to Harrods, which is the fancy store in London. And I had sushi, which was like 10 or 15 uh, pounds for like a little piece. And then I went and I bought these very expensive. Hold on, I got to clean them. Sunglasses. They're St. Laurent or something. Laurent?
0: Laurent sounds correct. Damn, those are big. They're cool, though. I like them. They dominate your face. They do look good. I said they dominate your face a little bit. Yeah. In a good way. In a good way, though. They're not quite Bono sunglasses, but, you know. Yeah,
1: I think I I have to smile more when they're on because people think I'm a real big cunt. I don't.
0: (laughs) Uh, all right. So to me, yeah. what uh, can you give me, give me three things that you like better about, were you just in London or were you in anywhere else in England?
1: Just London.
0: All right. Give me three things you like better about London than the United States. And then I'll ask the same question in reverse.
1: Okay. I like, um, I liked the public transit system, the tube. That was it. Was clean. It was efficient. It wasn't confusing, like it is in New York or Chicago. Um,
0: you didn't mean it didn't smell like piss, like in Chicago.
1: No, it was like super clean. There was nobody jerking off, no one shitting, no one pissing. I felt like jerking off just to make myself feel more comfortable. Feel at
0: home, yeah.
1: <laughs> feel at home. Um, so I would say the public transit system the tube. Um, what did I like? I liked that.
0: I feel like saying you like big butts and you cannot lie just because of the way you left it hanging there. But I don't even know if you are a big butt person. You might not be.
1: I like my butt to be big.
0: Really? Okay.
1: <laughs> so I guess
0: <laughs> so I guess you do, sad. right? Or maybe do. you want the only big butt out there.
1: No, that's greedy.
0: Yeah, I don't, true. I don't yeah.
1: need all that attention. That's too much. If I had the only big butt in the world, I wouldn't be left alone.
0: That is a good point. Um, Major harassment coming your way.
1: Yeah, I like that you need an umbrella with you. That was kind of charming.
0: Okay. I got a cute
1: umbrella at the museum.
0: So I'm gonna say you like the charm.
1: I liked the that you just need one on a on a moment's notice, and then you don't need it. That was fun. And what else did I like? I liked the buses again with the public transit. I liked the cabs and the buses. Um, The use of an umbrella. What
0: else? (laughs) Uh, I'm I'm laughing because you basically like public transportation. uh, The fact you have to prepare for rain at any moment notice. That's great. Uh, But you haven't said like the people. The food, the architecture, uh, anything like that.
1: Yeah. Well. Yeah.
0: Did you meet any handsome blokes, huh? No, me? I
1: had one guy come up to me, ask me if I was working like a prostitute, which has happened Ooh. before. Really? And yeah, it happened over there too. So I'm like, I was wearing my winter coat, and so it wasn't anything that I was dressed inappropriate because the other times it happened, I was wearing my leather jacket. So I thought it was because of the leather jacket, but I was wearing a full puffy winter coat. And
0: That's sexy over there. I think though they like a puffy (laughs) coat. They're really into, uh, you know, parkas are huge over there.
1: Yeah. So he came up to me, he was drunk, older, older English guy. And he came up and he was like, are you working? and the last time this happened i didn't know what that question meant so i was like yeah i'm working like aren't you working aren't we all working um <laughs> but now i know that it means are you working so I said, "He was like 10
0: quid 10 quid for a beach did you say that like in a charming english accent though which i cannot do
1: no i said no i'm not working and he goes you should be and i said are you working And he's like, yeah, I'm working. And then I said, then get to work, asshole. Like that. (laughs) I wanted to fucking kick him in the ass. But um, then, yeah, so that was a little disappointing. Then I had a French man get real close to me and ask me if I was happy. But um, I said, yeah, I'm happy.
0: Sounds very French.
1: And from what I know yeah, about the French, <laughs> no one really hits on me ever, Joe. so it, I wasn't surprised.
0: I wasn't refuse to believe that.
1: wasn't expecting any uh, anything like that really.
0: All right, so you gave me basically a cut just two things of three essentially the public transportation oh, okay. and the umbrellas. And, the food um, was good too. The food was good too. okay, that's good because I know and London has some phenomenal restaurants.
1: I had Indian for the first time at Dishoom. It was delicious. I ate, um, what do you call that? With the chickpea fried, like, um, Tiki Marsala? It starts with an falafel. Falafel? Falafel. I had that two nights in a row because it's gluten-free. And the whole time I was trying to find gluten-free things, which they were very accommodating for. So that's another thing on my list. Um, and then I had the sushi was delicious, very expensive though. And, um, I ate this Argentinian food that comes in a pocket that was gluten free. It's like cornbread pocket, pita stuffed pretty good.
0: I didn't know you had a gluten um, thing.
1: You don't know I have celiac?
0: I did not know that about you. I thought I knew everything about you, but I did not know that. You just (laughs) seem like the type of woman who would be like, I have celiac, but I don't give a fuck. So like, you know what I mean?
1: Well, I was care. like that when I was younger, you know, like drinking beer and everything. But um, now I just, it gets me really sick. So I can't, I can't have any bit of it now. And the older you get, yeah. the harder it is, you know?
0: Yeah. You can't fuck with that. All right. Give me yeah. three things you like better in the U.S. than in the U.K. Where while while you were in London, you were thinking, you know what they should have here? What we have over there.
1: Hmm. Um, what did I, I miss? I don't kind of put
0: you on the spot with these questions. These are kind of loaded questions. You
1: prep me for this, but, you know, I don't prep for much. So, um, like if I don't, it doesn't come to me, then it's not true. So, uh, what did I miss? I missed, um, I didn't miss much. You know, I would, if I would have been over there another week, I think it would have missed something, but I was over there the right amount of time. Um, what did I miss? I think... Music, like, I mean, here's what I'll say about the music over there. I think they have a weird selection of what they played from, like, the 90s and 2000s. Like, their hits that they play on, like, the radio in a store or something are not the same that we would be playing in the store. Like, they've got, uh, like, a lot of the pop songs that, like, we don't, we didn't listen to here past 2003, like, they still play all the time. Like, that oh, song, like, Tragedy, I don't even know. Like, one of those terrible fucking songs, and they'll have it on in, like, Premark or whatever, and it's, like, you know, or The, the Chemist over there. So that I noticed that I could have done without the music selection they hold on to. I didn't like care for. Um, yeah, that's it really. Other than that, you loved it though. You loved it, huh? Yeah. I like Would they you go don't back? tip over there too. You don't have to tip everywhere you go.
0: Yeah. You know, I kind of, when I I was in Scotland at the beginning of October and I wasn't there very long, you know, I was uh, there for about five days and there was a lot of stuff when I was there. I'm like, we need to do this shit in America. As far as the tipping goes, I don't, as far as, as long as they're getting like a good hourly wage, then cool. Right. It cancels out. Um, So I I know in some situations people tip a little bit, but for the most part, no, all the people I talked to were like, yeah, you don't need a tip and all that. Um, But there was a lot of stuff
1: we have better ice. They are stingy with the ice over
0: there. Oh, uh, okay. So we're better with ice. But I thought, I don't know what London's water was. But the tap water in Edinburgh, Scotland. Yeah. Holy shit. Edinburgh's tap water was so good. No, I'm not kidding. Oh, it was the good. Dad, yeah, that was Scotland though. Because it's like, I, I don't know. It's, maybe it's cleaner water because they're right off the North Sea up there. But yeah. um, I don't chocolate know. That tastes I remember, better over there too. Yeah, I did have some chocolate that tasted pretty damn good.
1: And I it feel probably- like all the food is better, like just healthy. I feel like it's healthier. And I noticed that like my autoimmune stuff was feeling better over there. And I don't know if it's the climate. I will say it's weird to have humidity and be cold at the same time. That's different, you know, no, like here I- it's hot.
0: I had rainy weather there. Like I'm sure you had, cause that's yeah. what the weather is there. And I just kind of felt at home in it. I like falling asleep to some rain hitting the window. You know, I like some sun here or there, of course, too. But, you know, I mean, my genetics scream, this is where you should be. You know what I mean? Well, uh, climate wise. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There was some stuff there that thought the food is probably has way less chemicals in it than our shit does.
1: That's what I felt like. That's what I'm saying. Um, I didn't want to drink out of the the. Pipes in the hotel, but then I noticed like I ordered water at the bar and they just get it from the tap. They they they
0: don't do That's like. What I, well, I noticed the first night there I had to take a pill and I just had to use the water out of the sink. And I'm like, well, fuck it, whatever, you know. And I remember being like, that actually tastes pretty good. So I did it again. And I'm like, this is phenomenal. And then I told my wife and she's like, really? And then she came over and she's like, wow, that is great. And like yeah. Chicago's known as having the best tap water in the United States. Cause we're right up, you know, we got Lake Michigan piped right into us. So, yeah. but yeah, Scotland had great water. So I was just wondering maybe if you knew the, if London had the same thing going on for it, if it was like a whole UK thing, but like, like I could see Iceland having incredible water, Norway, Sweden, there's certain places where you think about them and you're like, they're not as industrialized, right? They're, they still have kept their environment a lot of it intact. I mean, their cities obviously have skyscrapers and stuff, but like, I don't know. I just think because of that, their water doesn't, isn't all. And they care more about their infrastructure. I feel like the United States kind of fucked up over the last 25, 30 years longer, even where it's like, anytime we try to spend a dime on infrastructure, both parties have to fight over it forever and then nothing gets done. So we have all this old ass shit still, which really isn't even that old because we're not that old of a country, but you could tell it's falling apart. How many times have you driven under a bridge in Chicago and thought like, this looks horrible?
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the streets, are filled with potholes that's always a clear indication that shit needs to get done and they work on things forever i mean the jane Byrne interchange has been finally finished after i think my whole life it's been work being worked on and it still is not like clear you know there's still things to be done on it so now they're doing the kennedy and that'll take another 20 years but yeah i mean it will Things uh, are slow to get fixed around in America, for sure. Yeah.
0: You would do that tour again, though, huh?
1: Yeah, I would go next time. When I go back, I'm going to go maybe do like the Netherlands and um, Scotland and maybe Spain. And just since I'm over there, take another 10 days on top of that and kind of break it up a little bit moving around yeah see your kids
0: are old enough where they could be away from you for a little bit that's my big thing i couldn't be gone for too long i was only gone for about five days total which is a very short trip to go across the atlantic let's talk about this Kristen. uh you have been absolutely blowing up on instagram and as a friend and a fan of yours it's been awesome to see because you know how often do we know people and you've been in this category for a long time I feel like I'm in this category where it's like damn we're kind of underrated in the scheme of things like a lot and it's not that so much that we're underrated, it's that none of people know who we are and the people who know us are like yeah they're awesome comedians and it's great to see you reaching a larger audience and so first of all congratulations to that but you went from what 5,000 followers to you got like Seventy-seven thousand now, all within less than a month.
1: Yeah, wow, three weeks. I, I feel like, dude, isn't that? It was. It's been so bizarre because, I mean, it took me forever to get to five thousand followers. I felt like, you know, I would post something and it, I'd lose like five followers every time I posted, and I was just like, what is going on? And um, I remember thinking like, oh, when I get to five thousand, that'll be it. And, you know, it it just seems like really bizarre how that happened. Uh, But you know what? It's crazy. So I wrote down, like I never wrote anything like that down, like a goal or anything. And literally, I could show you in my my calendar, because I write everything in my calendar. But I started doing this thing where a couple months ago i started to think of the word meritocracy
0: you know what that means yeah I know that means yeah you get what you deserve essentially yeah comedy so is not, not a meritocracy though you know like professional but I, was, sports
1: I was believing that it is so that's okay i was believing that it is because i have examples in my head of like that it is that and so i started to think of that word kind of over and over again. And then I was like decorating my pr- planner, my calendar. So I was skipping ahead to like, you know, I'm like, oh man, February sucks. So I'm gonna draw little notes to myself like going into the future. So when I like cheer up buttercup or something, you know, like, and so I started, I'm like planning ahead, which I'd never do anything like that. So then I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, this is the end of the year. I'm just going to start making like a goal. Like by the end of the year, I want 10,000 followers on Instagram and I should get at 5,000 on TikTok, whatever it was. Okay. So I wrote that down and within a, not even a week, like a day and a half, I hit 10,000 Then I hit 5,000 and I hit my YouTube goal as well in like a day and a half of writing it down. So then, then I like, I said, okay, 50,000, 10,000, 12, 1200 on YouTube. And then within like a couple, like not even a week, I hit those. So I had to cross those off. Now my new goals, I'm not even going to tell you what they are, but so I just thought that was crazy because I mean, you hear about manifestation and all that stuff, which, you know, I'm not really into that, but it, it, I think you should I've be. Never, I think
0: you should lean into it now. Why not? Well,
1: I've been having crazy things like that happen. Like I talk about somebody, then uh, I see them in real life or they follow me or whatever. So it's been a real bizarre month. I'll tell you that like a lot of weird things like that have been happening. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe the whole manifestation thing works. I think I, you know,
0: I, I have tried it. I'm too much of a psycho. I get in my own way. I feel like, um, I have weeks where I'm like feeling good and focusing on the positive and trying to, you know put good energy out there and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, one thing goes wrong and I think, fuck all of this shit. And then I wallow in myself, but uh, no, that's, uh, that's great. And so when it was happening and like the numbers were just like, cause it's crazy, like you said, like, you know, it took you eight years to get to 5,000 and then it took you a week and a half to get to 50,000. Was your, did you have to turn off notifications? Cause it was just blowing up, constantly getting notifications.
1: Well, it's interesting how, instagram kind of break it breaks it down it like it doesn't really bother you with the i think i turned off the uh notifications before that and then yeah it was like every time i would open up my phone it would be like it only tells you 100 at a time 100 followers it just says 100 comments 100 followers or 100 likes all at the same thing and so it's like every time I'd open my phone and now I noticed, you know, it's been you know, a couple weeks now so when I open it it'll be like a 100 likes, 58 followers or whatever. It's kind of like dwindling down which is um
0: that happens, it probably goes in waves. You know, I had that on TikTok when I started too cuz it's like wild.
1: you know you feel this sort of, I mean, I'm glad that it's happening now. I will say that because, um, you know, like you think you want that to happen, like right when you're starting out, but I think I would have would have freaked out a little bit because there's a pressure to kind of keep it going. And you're like, okay, now this is just the start of something. It's not like, you know, like, it's just a boost, it's just a start. And I think I'm glad I have more material. I feel more capable to write new material. And I have a backlog of things that I've already put out. So people that go to my page, they can watch for a few minutes, other things that I've done. And then I think that's kind of helping the, the likes because if it was just the one,
0: you know? Yeah. It's what I've told people, the big stress comes from depends on how you handle it. it might not be stressful to you or, or it is. I think it's stressful to everyone is the, it feels like you're spinning plates, right? And as soon as you're not paying attention, the one plate starts to wobble a little bit. So you're like, Oh, I got to keep that going. So you're, you know, all right, how's my Instagram doing? All right. Well, it's starting numbers are starting to dip. I got to put some, something new out there. I got to keep, go, I got to keep this going. So my advice to you or anyone and I I have nothing on Instagram, so I I wouldn't even, I shouldn't even be giving advice, but it feels like the numbers will go up and down, not like up and down, but like you you were saying, you were probably getting 500 a day. Now you're getting like a hundred a day. Don't let that bother you. Just try to be consistent. Don't like get too high with the highs. Don't get too low with the lows because you know, it's it's not like you are gonna get that hit forever, right?
1: Right. That's the thing It's like you, I don't expect that to happen forever. And in fact, I was sort of like, okay, like almost like that's enough now, you know, like at, at one point, not that it's enough because I, I have goals that are higher than that, but just that one video is sort of like, like I was kind of getting like, oh, and then <clears throat> at the same time, I'm like, no, this is like what you've been working for. This is great. Keep this going. Like be grateful. You know, it's like Thanksgiving week. You be grateful for everything and don't brush it off. Like, just really be like, okay, cool. That's cool. And accept it and not be like, you know, that talk of just poo poo it or whatever you do, you know, just kind of like minimize it and also don't blow it up to be like, Oh, I'm you. Yeah, like, you know, none of that. Yeah, because
0: you're-
1: It just is something that, You know, it's good. It's just a good thing that helps.
0: It's good to remind yourself, even though I'm doing really well, my shit still stinks. My shit my still felt bad, you know? Yeah, I mean,
1: for sure. And it's also like, I know that this can be fleeting and I know it goes like this. And I also know that whether or not this would have happened, I would still be doing comedy. So it doesn't, you know, but at the same time, it's like, I want to, um, kind of capitalize on this and use this to you know be able to do new rooms travel more um, that was gonna be my
0: next question are you trying to use this to you know do more cities across the country you know what i mean like uh because yeah. this could help you sell more tickets have you before we get, before you answer that question let me ask you this question have you been getting any creepy dms
1: yeah i got a couple of creepy dms i got one that was like um you're a martyr to me, and then they sent me a picture of the martyr. Bible. They sent me the picture of a Bible, and then they were like, Hold for a video, and I was like, no nope. and I blocked them. Um, smart, yeah. And then I President got any dudes like,
0: sending pictures of their buttholes or requests for feet, being
1: like, I'm in love with you, and stuff like that
0: you should call. And him. I
1: just said, thanks.
0: That's polite. <laughs> Very polite of you, Kristen. Thank you. Thank you for saying you love me. Um, real sweet of you, but yeah, I imagine you're getting some crazy shit coming your way. Also, I want to give you credit. Was, uh, was that your idea to do black and white for the videos? Cause I haven't seen yeah. anyone do black and white for Instagram, at least.
1: Yeah. I, um, <clears throat> yeah, I thought, um, I thought it made it look a little more interesting. I think it's a little more shocking to see a woman saying those things in black and white for some reason made me feel like kind of instant classic sort of stand out and uh probably a little nod to Betty Davis. There you go. Yeah.
0: I I know I like that shit. And that's cuz I was talking about this with a couple comedians the other day. Um Because I think comedians who are at a point where they do have a lot of material, like yourself, um, but you don't have the following, you might as well fuck around with how you present your shit. You know what I mean? I mean, it's still you. The jokes are still the same. But the idea, I remember being like, that was genius of Tumi to be like, you know what? I'm going to throw it up in black and white. Maybe that'll help it stick out a little bit. Because right now we are fighting for so much attention because, like, you know, there's a million different places people could be entertained. Like everything is entertainment right now. Um, so I actually love that though, because I feel like now more than ever in stand-up comedy, you don't need the industry. So you kind of could c- control your own destiny. You can manifest your own destiny. Whereas like before, even like five, six years ago, maybe eight years ago, you had to really rely on the industry. So you had to hope that the right people saw you, the right people recommended you, you got an audition for a thing, and But even the auditions don't always matter. You and I have been part of a million audition showcases in which the person who had the best set never gets the audition. It's fucking crazy to me how that works. I remember a couple of years ago, you, I thought, had by far the best set and you didn't get it from that. And you know, every year I think to myself like, oh, this person for sure. Then we find out who gets it and it's never the person you think it should have been. So yeah. th- that's where nowadays it's great. It's kind of like, all right, I'm going to... Take all this material I've acquired, accumulated and fucking throw it against the wall and see what shit sticks and fuck around with it a little bit. And if it's, you know, if I post a one video and it doesn't get a lot of likes, then maybe I use the wrong hashtags or maybe I can post it on this platform and see what it does. Or maybe I tweak it a little bit. Maybe I started at the wrong time of the joke. Maybe I should start it right here. It's, it's a lot of, a lot of this shit I'm saying comedians fucking hate because they're like, why can't it just be funny? Yeah, sure. But you have two choices either do it this way or fucking wait around for someone to hopefully discover you, which I think the odds are worth for that.
1: Well, you know what? I was sort of like against just, I think, you know, sometimes when you're overwhelmed or you don't know what to do, you sort of just kind of like come up with reasons why you don't need to learn. And also there's a bit of Pushback from me on anything. I mean, even if you were like trying to hand me a bunch of money, I would be like, you know, just I. That's my go-to is like pushback on on things initially. And um, so with like the captioning the clips, putting the material up there, then it became I don't even want to put crowd work up there because everybody's fucking doing that. Now I'm like spending all these years working on my facial expressions and I got to put fucking captions. So people aren't even paying attention when, you know, that's a big part of standup is being able to command a room. And, and even if an audience member pulls focus, you need to pull the focus back on you as quickly as possible and as smoothly as possible. So all of that, I was like, this is kind of like stepping on shit that is important to me and to the art form of performing comedy. but without sounding like a twat. But like, (laughs) it is though, you know? It's like now we're all talking with this fucking bold like cuts and all this, you know, sound effects and fucking fake laughter. And it's just like, what is this? A fucking cartoon? Like, is this a comic strip, you know? So that part wasn't, is annoying to me. So I was also kind of like, Just kind of trying to put the focus. I mean, you got to have the fucking captions. Fine, I'll put the fucking captions. Because I read, like, if you do just audio, people retain 10%. If they see it and hear it, it's like 30%. So it's like, okay, I'll fucking do the captions. But I'm going to do them in plain font, small at the bottom. And I'm going to do it black and white. So there's less going on. I'm standing in front of the fucking... As Marty DeRosa calls it, the gay church backdrop of Laugh Factory. <laughs> I've got, you know, like a dress on that doesn't really match the colors. And I'm just like, you know, I think people get caught up in like what you're wearing, all that. So I'm I just might like, throw a black
0: and white one up. So I'm going to steal it. I'm stealing it from you right now. Just I'm right. going to put it out there. I've
1: seen a few go up already. And I'm like, maybe, uh, Maybe there's something to that. I don't know, but I think it suits me and I think it suits my style and, and the people that I've watched. I think it, it just fits
0: for now. I'm going to test something. I want to test this because I hate captions like you and so many people do, because I think about this when I watch videos, I'm not reading that shit. I'm really not. Because we're in a world now where I feel like most people have AirPods or if they really want to listen to something that badly, they could save it and go back to it later. I don't know. I just know from personal standpoint, I don't read the fucking words. Um, so I might do a little test where I start posting some clips without the captions to well. see if there's that big of a drop off or listen. Hey, listeners right now, I'll make a clip out of this. I'll put it on Instagram and TikTok and YouTube. Or do captions matter that much? Fucking throw me a comment. and Tell me why I'm a dipshit for not liking captions, please.
1: Yeah, I did a couple. So I posted that. I posted those series, and it was like, you know, the one million I got, and then back to back, it was like now it's at seventeen million. So it was one right after another, and then the rest of them started going up. And then when that happened, I posted a crowd work clip with uh, with captions. Then I did two back-to-back without captions, and I got text messages from other comedians that we know being like, you need to put captions on every video. And I suppose there's a few thousand difference in views on the ones without, Um, but I think that the one that got all those views, I don't think it would have done that without the captions. I think okay. the reason why that did is, you know, cause you want to kind of break it down, but you don't want to overthink things either. But I think it's just the hook of my kids are Gen Z because it hits so many different generations. It hits Gen Z kids. Want to hear what you're going to say? It hits the people that have Gen Z kids. It's just like, really people from so many different generations are watching it and feel it's resonating with them. So I think that's really what it's not one group, small group of people I'm talking to, or it's resonating. Yeah. No, with a lot of-
0: yeah you cast a wide net with that one. Yeah. It's interesting. I'm going to sneeze. Hold on.
1: God bless you.
0: Oh, that's always good for podcasting and YouTube. Um, It's interesting though because my biggest video on TikTok has just over like 1.3 million views. Um, and granted, it was a few years ago I posted it, but I did no captions because this was before the captions craze. And I just was like, I'm not fucking doing captions, I'm just gonna throw this video up. And it did amazing. So you're probably right. I I believe you. You're obviously in that, you know, you've got a bigger audience to be like, no, captions work. Look, blah blah blah. I could show you. It's just so funny that comedians were telling you right away, you got to caption that. You got to caption that. I think a lot of it's because comedians are like, I'm fucking captioning. Therefore, you should fucking have to caption because I'm going to be miserable doing this garbage. Everyone should be miserable doing this garbage. Because again, I just don't understand why people, why we, they're so fucking necessary. And then now that I'm saying this out loud, though, I'm sure there's some deaf people out there going, how about for us, asshole? Um, and then now I feel like, all right, yeah, fair play to you. Good point. But luckily yeah, nowadays...
1: I think I saw someone comment about that, like uh, about, but I mean, if you are hearing impaired, don't you kind of have that on your phone already?
0: I thought so, I thought so, yeah. Like were anything thought- you're
1: watching would automatically have captions?
0: I assume that was a thing already, but maybe not. Maybe not. But you know what? I, I shouldn't even bitch because when you upload to Instagram and TikTok now, there's a thing where you could just hit captions and it captions it for you. So it's not this stressful thing it used to be where people would slave away captioning videos. There were fucking we knew guys who were like film editors, uh, the James Webbs of the world, who would charge people being like, "Yeah, I'll caption your videos, x amount of money per whatever," and you know they are making some good dough because most means they know how to caption their own videos or didn't want to go through the trouble, or didn't know how to make them look good enough, which is another fucking annoying thing. I got to make words on a video look good. Can I just put them there at the bottom? If you want to follow along, fine. I'm going to put them over yeah. my fucking crotch. I'm going to put them right over my junk, long form, to see, see what that That's does, right? We got to find ways in. to stick out. What's that?
1: That's why people are tuning in. You can't put it there. You ruin okay, the shot. that
0: makes sense. That makes sense. All right, well, I thought maybe that would help. You know what I mean? Mm-mm. Yeah, sometimes you got to let them know. You yeah,
1: This a lot. That's a big
0: one. Big, you just got to stay hydrated out there, Tums. You got to stay <laughs> hydrated. Um, well, Kristen, I did wanna. I, I like to. I like to rant about shit with you. So, if uh, I saw this post literally half an hour before you and I were gonna podcast, this woman said, you know, one of my coworkers just died two days ago, and my job is already, you know, starting to post, you know, job availability. And her whole thing is like, spend more time with your family. Cause the family is still just devastated where our job is like time to move on. And I, you know, I've seen variations of that type of posts forever. Right. You know, people always say your job posting will be posted before your obituary. Right. That's common. So I guess what annoyed me though, was all the comments underneath it were people being like, well, what the fuck's the business supposed to do? Is the business supposed to just shut down for a month and wallow? You know, the business has to go back. Life goes on. This is what happens. And in my head, I wanted to comment. It's not about the fucking business. She's not saying that the business did anything wrong. She's saying, don't fucking kill yourself for a job that could truly give a fuck about you once you're gone. Have a happy work-life balance. And it still cracks me up that there are people in the world that when they come across this shit, they're like, no. You have to do everything for your business, work hard for your business. They might give you a 20 cent raise. Isn't it it's just like, what are you doing? Don't you know you die at the end? Fucking what's going on? Live a life and, and enjoy yourself without being a slave to your corporate bullshit. I don't know. I just thought like you would but appreciate you know, that.
1: Yeah. I think this is kind of like this, the thing that I think about with that. I think some people just like you and I do with comedy, I think some people, they're working their ass off for their own fulfillment, their own, like, they're doing a good job. They're doing the best they can do. They feel good about the job they're doing. They're not doing Most people that do that are not doing it for their middle management boss. Like, they're doing it for their own drive, ambition, and their own sense of, like, I'm good at my job, or I, you know, I'm a hard worker, things like that. So yeah, I think everyone needs a balance. But there are some people that are passionate about what they do. And even if that's, you know, working at Jiffy Lube, or whatever it is, like, that's their passion. And you can't tell someone like, oh, you're wasting your life by pursuing your passion, because that. Like, even though you don't feel passionate about what they're doing, they do, you know? No, the only thing that
0: matters is what I think about them and their situation. So that's all that matters. What I think about them. If I think they're having a dumb job, then they have a dumb job to me. Now I'm fucking around. Of course I'm joking. No, I agree with everything you just said there. And it reminds me of, uh, Doug Stanhope had this joke on one of his specials from like shit, fucking 13, 14 years ago, as long as was. It was Maybe a lot, like 2008, I can't remember the name of the special. No refunds. I think that was the name of the Doug stamp special I'm thinking of, where he talked about, now look, hard work, if it's a work of passion, is great. But, and this kind of goes back to Fight Club. If you're working your ass off for a job you hate so you can buy shit you don't need, then you are wasting your life. You are fucking up. But like you're saying, and you don't have to, and this goes to everyone listening, you don't have to have a job in arts or in whatever to be satisfied and have a fulfilling existence right i know people who work at grocery stores and love their life and work hard there and like working hard because they like being part of that machine you know i actually like grocery stores because they they hire people who are you know mentally challenged often and there's there is a sense of community there there's always that bulletin board where you walk in and anyone can put up something there but like yeah of course yeah you don't have to have some glamorous job to feel fulfilled I think the point, though, that I was trying to make, and I think she was trying to make, is that there are too many people out there who just have their priorities all fucked up. They kill themselves for a job that could give a shit about them, and they kill themselves for a job that they don't really truly love. Now, if you love your job, you love being whatever the hell it is that you're doing, then hell yeah, you won. You're winning at life. You are you know what I mean? You're not dreading Mondays. I think that's the key, to try to not have an existence where you don't hate Monday mornings. Because so many people, we, we yeah. see them make their Facebook posts going, God, another Monday. And it's like, why are you doing that to yourself?
1: Yeah. You know? I think Well, you know, I think a lot of people are doing things they should not be doing as far as like with their careers um, and their their pursuits. Because you see a lot of people doing comedy that should not be doing comedy. They should not be doing it. And there's a lot of people working in a cubicle that should not be working in a cubicle. And there's people working in healthcare that don't belong in healthcare because they don't have the right disposition for it and they're not there for the right reason. So yeah, I think a lot of people across the board are doing shit that they shouldn't be doing because they don't know how else to do it. Like there's people that, you know, to bring it back to like traveling abroad it's like there's people that it doesn't even occur to them that they could go anywhere else and so how could they possibly if they haven't even entertained the thought how how do they know that they're living their best life when they've never even considered any other life so yeah, yeah
0: i think what what Try some new things. I think people need to try new stuff overall. All right. So with the comedy thing, you were saying there are people who shouldn't be doing comedy. I saw uh, some people talking where they were like, I think people should tell you when you shouldn't be doing comedy. And I think to myself, I don't know. I just feel like there's, that's unnecessarily mean. We've all been to shows and open mics and stuff like that, where we see someone where you're like, fuck, they are terrible. Do you think it's someone's responsibility to just go up there and be like, you suck at this? Have you thought about doing something else, anything else? Like you're, you're watching you makes me want to fucking do harm to myself. So maybe you shouldn't do this anymore. Do you ever think we have a responsibility to, to bad comedians?
1: Well, I do think that we don't have to be rude. You don't have to be hurtful and you don't have to be bullying. But I think as a united scene or community community, I think we've done each other a great disservice by never telling the truth on how we're actually doing and going again with what I said about how do you know you're doing well, you can't go based on hey, good set up there. I mean, how many times have you told someone a good set and you didn't even fucking watch the set? Like you were in the green every room.
0: set. Every time I've ever said good set to anyone, I didn't watch their set.
1: Right. I've so seen then, you go up
0: twice, by the way. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. I've obviously used to "go up" a million times, but right. yeah.
1: <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. Like, so I tried not to say "good set" unless I saw it and I really thought it was a good set, and it's very hard to do because you have to do a lot of avoiding eye contact. You have to do a lot of like, "I gotta go to the bathroom right now." You got to do a lot of <clears throat> snaking around. To be honest, so I think we should as a community be able to say hey that was not good why are yeah. you?" Doing-? or question you know what's with this or have you thought about this or you know asking somebody like why are you doing stand-up because there are people that they're not funny like in real they're just not funny it's yeah. like watching someone try to sing that is completely toned out. It's the same thing. The rhythm, they don't have the rhythm of comedy. They don't speak the language. And so it's not a matter of, well, you'll learn how to do this and that. It's like, you you don't have the skill or the gift. So whenever I encounter someone like that, I'm kind of curious to see why they're doing it because i think if you ask them why and if they're honest with you it'll be to to get into hollywood be rich be famous in what they think is the quickest easiest way possible and it's actually not it's probably um it might be in some sort of Luke Way, but here's the thing if let's say someone had a viral video, like uh, we know someone that guy, what's his name that fell, had a viral oh, yeah, video. yeah, Right. James, so he James had a viral Austin Black. Video. Right. And, but it's like he's just starting in comedy, right?
0: He's, he doesn't do stand-up. He's a sketch guy. And the whole thing was done as a sketch. So
1: Yeah, it wasn't even like a yeah. real fall. But no, it was I'm just saying like, so I think these comics that are trying to have something like that happen. Not, I'm not talking about him. I'm just saying something like that, right? It's like you can't book a tour off that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You can't. You don't it doesn't work like that. So, um, I kind of described it like this. I feel like a lot of people are spending a lot of time decorating the outside of this box that is fucking empty. Mm. You know, they're putting, they're putting a lot of bows and a lot of sparkles on this empty fucking box. And somebody is going to drive by it and go, that looks great because the editing is good, the lighting is good, the sound is good, the captions are right, it's got a catchy, oh, you're talking about Mariah Carey or whatever. And then, like, that's how relevant I am. And then (laughs) they buy the box and they get it home and it's fucking empty. There's nothing in it. So I'm saying I prefer to have a burlap sack filled with awesome shit and then it's like if someone takes the chance on the burlap sack and they open it and they're like oh wow there's some great stuff in here that's way better of a find than a sparkly empty box
0: burlap sack so this is why you dress so bad okay i get it now i get what you're trying to do (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm just fucking with you, of course. I have no fashion sense. over the same three things. Uh, no, but I, that I, might be like I agree the with black everything you like said.
1: Video might be the burlap sack. You know what I'm saying? That's
0: genius. No, I fucking love that. The whole everything, every thought you put into that makes so much sense. And yeah. I love that you put the Thank thought into you. it. You didn't just be like, whatever. I'm actually going to like do some homework on this and figure out what I want to do. I I agree with everything you say. I do want to add though. I think there is another group of these comedians who I don't think got into it to be famous. I think they got into it to be part of a community. I think some of them just want to be part of a scene. And and some of those people, I'm just like, go learn how to play the bass. Like, you know what I mean? You're kind of in the way a little bit. But I also don't know. I go back and forth
1: on this. But dude, honestly, I don't think they're in my way and they're certainly not in your way. I think they might be in their own way, but they're not in our way. You know, I'm not hanging out in whatever, you know, Whatever they're doing, it's not really affecting me at all. So I say, good for you if you're doing it as like your bowling league or whatever. Great, you know, more power to you. Um, It's a good way to get laid for men, you know. To say they're (laughs) comedian. I mean, it's dude. That's another thing. These these men that are so unfunny. I cannot believe there are women that are fucking these men. Honestly, they are. It's mind blowing. And I think about like, if I was getting women the as, as funny as I am, I would be pulling fucking model level women. But I feel like because I'm a woman, I have a bunch of currency in a country that doesn't exist anymore. Cause it doesn't translate for me into a man. You know, yeah,
0: that's true. It's unfortunate. I've talked about, I've talked to you, you uh, Megan Gailey, Lisa Traeger, Eric Nicole Clark, probably all my female comedian friends I've talked to her. it's like, yeah, it's unfortunate because most dudes, most of the dudes you'd be interested in, like the regular guys that you're like, oh, that's a hot guy. He, the fact that you're an amazing, talented uh, stamp comedian, that does nothing for that guy. It just doesn't. Because in their head, they're like, mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be funny. Or they're intimidated by you because it's like, fuck, I don't know how to deal with a woman getting more attention than me. I'm used to getting all the attention and then she's just my arm candy. Like, so that's just like the world they live or grew up in or whatever. But you're right, dude. It is fucking hilarious how many stand-up comedians, mediocre ones, are just absolutely punting outside their coverage, as we say. It's
1: unbelievable. I mean, it really is uh, sad for women it's a sad state Is it a sad for
0: purpose. female comedians? Are you no. is it jealousy from female comedians cuz like you're jealous that why can I do the same that they're doing?
1: No, I think honestly for me I can't speak for other women, but for but me But they talk to I, you, right? That, what?
0: They talk to you though. You you hear the thoughts of other women. I'm not saying to speak for them, but like
1: what do you hear on the talk water about for? this, Really, but other than like a joke like I just said, but like about like the money in a country that doesn't exist but for me personally what is upsetting about it to me is yeah I would say there's a little bit of like um you know when you see someone that's unfunny like for me I get upset when I see somebody that isn't funny it's hard for me to not it's harder for me to like that person And so when I see someone that is unfunny getting, like, an attractive woman, I just think, like, I'm upset with her for encouraging his behavior. Do you know what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, I'm like, you're enabling him to be terrible at comedy because you're going to fuck him after this? Like, are you crazy? Like, you better have a note session in the car on the way home before he gets anything. I mean, honestly, that's how I feel about it. I'm like, I look at those women and they could be the nicest people, but I'm just like, I can't believe you're encouraging this. And you're and then I see them laughing at his terrible jokes. And I'm like, how dare you? How dare you? (laughs) Is it really
0: how it feels? I just got this image of you grabbing them by the wrist, being like, "Do not fuck him. Do not reward that kind of behavior. Yeah. What is wrong with you? No, come over here. You go home and think about what you almost just did, and then never think about it again. God damn it! Like I just see you doing that. But like, also, she has like, to I, look to
1: me to be like, you can, you
0: can. Yeah. Maybe it's a fetish for some women. Maybe some women get off oh. on like, like they like the they're really. Yeah, they're into bad comedians. Like, oh my god, that comedian's terrible. I can't wait to rip no. his clothes off.
1: No, you know what it? I think it is. It's kind of like that Lisa Traeger joke about like all a man has to do is like one thing well, like walk a dog without a leash. It's like yeah, the bar women are attracted to a man that can do fucking anything well. Anything can be attracted. I can mount a TV. Yeah, or like yeah, look at how he neatly he folds that piece of paper. It's like ooh. Um whereas you know
0: I could do this. Check this out. Like, right? Like, see my thumb? Yeah. I fucked it up. Never mind. I can't even do that right. How's it go? It goes like this. This I do it wrong. All right. Got everyone, everyone listen to the audio. We're doing that trick where you make it it looks like you took your thumb off. You know, Martin did it in parenthood. Yeah, let's see. It's it's not reading on camera that well. Let's see. Did it again? All right, you kind of got there. All right, there we go. Um, let's. Uh, well, I just want to say though, in in conclusion on this episode, really happy with everything that's going on for you. You fucking have been one of the hardest working comedians since I've known you, um, and it, it's paying off for you. Hopefully, we hear about you like next time because like you probably had some good crowds out there in London. So maybe next year when you go to London, you're selling out some shows right? That'd be the ultimate goal. So keep building this, uh, this online presence that you got going. And, um, other than that, like anything, any shows you want to plug?
1: Thank you. Um, when are you putting this up?
0: This will be up, uh, tomorrow. Oh, nice. yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. The show I really want to plug is Reggie's live in Chicago, Reggie's rock club. I've got a new monthly show there. The first one is December 6th. It's Wednesday, and uh, it's at 8 p.m. sharp, doors at 7, $15. And uh, for just you listeners, there is a promo code SHACK for uh, $5 off.
0: Spelled S-H-A-C-K, not like the basketball player. Yeah. That spelling of SHACK. Yeah, awesome. I love that venue. Uh, it's at 2100 South Wabash, I believe, or 2200 South Wabash in the South Loop.
1: Uh, great State spot for Santa
0: comedy. Oh, it's on State Street. My bad. Wabash is around the block from State Street. So that's how I screwed that up, everyone. But it's, yeah, State and 22nd, uh, essentially. Uh, everyone, thank you for listening. If you're listening to this, uh, let's see, what big weekend do I want to plug? I will be, you know, just follow me on social media and stuff. I post a lot of that shit. So if you're in the Chicagoland area, I got a bunch of shows around town. But at the end of December, I am headlining the Jukebox in Peoria, December 30th and December 31st, New Year's Eve weekend. So if you're in central Illinois, even if you're not, get your ass down to the Jukebox Comedy Club in Peoria, the home of the the great Richard Pryor, which you see right here next to me. I'm trying to do like the weatherman thing where I point to something that I'm not really pointing at because I'm looking off the screen. Those weathermen got it hard. All right, Toomey, that was that was awesome. Thank you for telling us about London and all that stuff. Um, I'm going to pick your brain about a few things after we go off the air right now. So uh, thanks for listening, everybody, to the Joe Killgallon Podcast, aka Killgallon's Pub. Cheers.
1: Bye bye.